0: The morning show. The home team. No, it's both. It's the crossover.
1: Crossover. Step back.
0: Right here on 960thef.com. All right, this is episode number 180 of the crossover podcast. I'm David Johnston from the morning show across the way, the one and only. Jeff Dantzler from the home team thanks so much for joining us and again we love the 960 the ref app we'd love for you to download it if you have an iPhone you can find it in the app store and of course google play with your android and again this is episode number 180 of the crossover podcast JD how are you my man
1: DJ great to see you my friend and I uh, can't tell you how excited I am now we're traveling a little different this year but to be Hitting the road, heading out to College Station. It was one of our favorite trips. Uh, such a beautiful state to be there again. Things are going to look a little different in many ways, but uh, to to think where we were just over a year ago, and now to be back out on the road, can't wait to get out for a great SEC weekend.
0: And as we always like to let you know, we are recording this on Wednesday morning. We're recording early since we got to get on out of here tomorrow. So we're even recording this before the Lady Dogs play this afternoon <laughs> against Oregon. And certainly before we head deep in the heart of Texas for another trip to College Station, this will be our third trip to College Station. We have yet to see the dogs
1: win a game there. It is a tough, tough place to play, and most teams in most sports play better at home. But Texas A&M baseball, for whatever reason, they are a completely different team at home. They're okay on the road. They've got a great program. They're okay. But at home, they're like the big red machine or the 27 Yankees. I mean, they are so, so tough at Blue Bell Ballpark. And uh, Georgia pulled out a 10th inning win. Good gosh, the the late inning comebacks this year have been incredible. Over Georgia's last four games now, and of course we covered this ad nauseum against Tennessee, but because of the 10-inning game against Kennesaw State, over Georgia's last 37 innings, The dogs have trailed after 33, been tied for one, and led for only three. But Georgia's two and two.
0: If someone told you that Georgia would only lead for three out of the next 37 innings, covering four games, you'd figure you're zero and four. One miracle, best
1: miracle, one and three. You're 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 zero and
0: four, though. Two and two, and and think of it this way: it's impossible to be four and zero. Of course, of (laughs) course. The best you could
1: be is three and one in that scenario. I mean, I think it'd be a miracle to win one, <laughs> no. but to get two. The other crazy thing is Georgia gone the whole year, it was 16 games without giving up a run in the first inning. And now Tennessee and Kennesaw combined to strike in the first four straight games for a total of six runs. So literally, not only the dogs have been behind, but been behind out of the gate. And that's obviously something Georgia cannot have happen in College Station. And we've both been asked a lot, what's a crowd going to look like? We, we don't know. But – That place, the people that are there will be very loud, and you fall behind there. And 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 it's not
0: just the thing about. Well, say like yesterday or last night, the game yesterday, I believe Goldstein got the first guy, and then there was a one out walk, and Mm -hmm. then they got the next guy right, and then they had three straight hits if I remember correctly, and then he was gone. But it's the walk that set it up. In the loss to Tennessee on Friday, when they were up nine to nothing, it was just. All the walks. It was the miscues, and George ended up walking twelve for the game, and then that's leading to errors. You know, of you, it you, realize, is. you know, it, it's like, and and this is not a knock on these guys. because there's a ton of talent here, but we're kind of having a little bit of a flashback to four or five years ago, and and, and, and I know Sean Kenny's going to get it fixed. I'm not sure. worried about that at all, but that's
1: kind of what we've seen here so far. Uh, you're exactly right, and the mistakes that George is making, well, those are the mistakes that young players make, and yep. uh, you are you spot on. I mean, we saw it firsthand when this team, uh, before Coach Kenny got here and, and took over the pitching. Just had an inordinate number of walks, wild pitches, just constantly behind, and naturally your defense is going to suffer because you know, we got to be focused every pitch. Yeah, but after a while, it's ball, ball, yeah, ball. It, it's hard to have that laser. And the A&M
0: focus. fans will let you know about. Ball, yes, they will. Ball, ball, ball. seven, <laughs> but, but yes, then,
1: and, and also then. It's just you're wanting to play up-tempo, and and you're wanting strikes. You're wanting that ball when it's put in play. uh, And and that's the thing, too. You know, uh, hitters are are coming, and we all know what the hitters are trying to do, but defenders, you're you're not necessarily wanting all strikeouts either, but you're wanting your guy ahead in the count, and you're wanting to play up-tempo. And that's another thing. Naturally, ball, ball, walk, mound visit, here comes a catcher. That, that's a horrible tempo, and you you could be the most laser focused athlete in the world. If you're playing center field, if you're playing second base, it's it's hard not to just punch the old glove a couple of times and say, "Good gracious, yeah, let's it throw is. some strikes
0: and play ball here." Which is what we'd seen over the last few years, and suddenly the defense got a lot better, the pitching was a lot better. There were no wild pitches, or at least not as many. And I know we've gone down this road many times. Sure. And, Again, I know Coach Kenny will get this straightened out, but it just may be part of the growing pains. You know, we saw Liam Sullivan struggle this uh, past uh, Friday, and he was lights out last night.
1: Let me ask you this, DJ. I think we we touched on this briefly during the game, and you're right. Liam pitched great. Yeah. Uh, Luke Wagner pitched great. Yeah. Uh, really like Michael Polk uh, get, getting him back. Another Pearson thing that was good. Oh, yes. Nolan
0: Crisp was Crisp really was good. Terrific. Yep.
1: But. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. All right, If you're good enough to pitch at a place like Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, in high school, you are dominant. And most lineups you face, there might be one or two guys who, who can touch you, yeah. who could touch your best stuff. So I, I sometimes wonder, too, just if psychologically, when a, a pitcher gets to that next level, whatever that next level might be, and in this case we're talking about college baseball, so you're dominant DJ in high school. You, you get up here and you learn. I, I remember Cole Wilcox's first game. We were playing Dayton, I think it was. And they're hitting him hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is Cole. Yeah. And I think it, that was actually a good thing for Cole. And he realized, like, God, even these guys can hit a fastball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even these guys can. So I, I think for pitchers who might be struggling with their control a little bit, they're realizing God, everybody. i got to learn
0: a new pitcher, too. They could hit me. Yeah. And
1: maybe I'm not pitching to contact as much. Yep. Yep. in high school, I could pitch a contact, nobody squaring me up, or even if I was sure. pitching a contact, they might not be able to make contact. And, and Cole, but, but,
0: yeah, his first year, there were there were walks, there were there was some some issues there as far as that, but I mean, last year, oh, oh my god,
1: unbelievable,
0: incredible,
1: and you could see it towards the end of his first year that two hitter he threw against Florida, yep. Yep. that was a seven inning game, but still, and so I I just think for for some young pitchers, and Georgia's got so many talented young arms you're used to striking everybody out, you know, throwing two hitters and three hitters there. Well now all of a sudden when you are around the plate, some of these teams are hitting you. So now are you maybe staying away a little bit more. You're not used sure. to getting hit. And then all of a sudden it starts you well, golly, I'm I'm not used to walking guys either. And then back <laughs> What's to your this original thing i have got to throw out
0: of the stretch. I'm not used well, to that.
1: Another yeah. point. Yeah. How often do you have to do that in yeah. high school when you're dominant? And and you really have to keep an eye on those runners and it compounds and it yeah. comes Fast, I, I've seen, just to kind of give you an example of, of where we're going with this, in, in basketball, there's, there, there's so much going on. You're learning the offenses. You're learning the defenses. And let, the, the, let's, let's take, for example, a player who might have been a very good shooter in high school and an excellent free-throw shooter, that when they're freshmen, the jump shot might not be there and, and the, the free-throw shooting might not be there. As a, well, how is that? You know, that, that should transcend – it should, but you're putting in so much work to learning all these new defenses and learning all these new yep. systems. Things that you took for granted, they probably suffer a little bit. Because I think we all know if anybody – if you've got a skill, you have to continually work at that skill to keep it good. Sure. sure. No, you're right. You're right. So do you think, like Jordan Spieth, when he went, well, oh, i got to get more distance, did his putting maybe suffer some Absolutely. For that? Well, if you're paying more
0: attention <laughs> exactly. to one thing – and not enough attention to another or not as much as you usually do, then it seems like that would be the natural thing that would one agree. would slip to make the other one better. And sometimes it doesn't always make the other one better. No, Sometimes you think that you got to make something better and maybe your strength comes down a little bit instead of just saying, I got to live on my strength. Correct. Yes. And let's
1: just get to where maybe you should make your strength better. Exactly. So let's so let's say and obviously to be at that level, if you're talking about a Jordan Spieth or, or a, a big time athlete in college or in the majors, the NFL, whatever it may be, maybe the play is then and, and you've got to have a certain skill level to be at that level. But let's just make sure my weakness is a C or a C plus. Mm-hmm you know you can't have anything be an f Right. but for, for for let's say the 80% of your game that's strong you make that an a plus the 20% that's not you got to have it at least a passing grade and another thing too is it's not just the physical part of it it's the oh, mental gosh, yeah. part too oh yeah
0: and these guys i don't know how the wall will be this year as much for the true fr- well for the true freshman that didn't have a season last year Where's the wall this year? You know, we can normally see it with some guys in a regular year, but I don't really know what to expect this season.
1: I don't either. And sometimes the other thing, too, we've seen guys hit the wall, and then after a couple of weeks, especially if you make a postseason run, you can kind of get that second win. Mm -hmm. But usually we'll see that wall around about week seven or eight in SEC play. And you, you still got
0: another three or four weeks to go.
1: And you're, I mean, even we, we talked with Gordon Beckham um, on, a, on the home team earlier this week, and he brought that up his freshman year. And Dave, how many times have we mentioned this? Just the fact that in high school, you're playing seven inning games. So let's say yep. you play a 25 game high school schedule. By the time you've played twenty-five college games, that's an extra fifty innings yep. just on seven and nine. Well, yep. that's what five and a half games just right there off the innings. And
0: n- not just fifty more innings, but they're more intense innings, and more the competition intense. is better.
1: So that freshman it takes wall takes its toll. It is a real thing. Yeah,
0: it it, it totally is.
1: And we've just but seen I, it again. So I don't often. know what to
0: kind of expect from it this year. The other thing George has got to got to keep their fingers crossed on his injuries too need to get Corey collins back in the lineup i think you see with him hitting third and harbor hitting fourth that's going to be the anchor of the lineup and then i think you could kind of move the pieces around after that depending on what you need we saw last night georgia went uh with mcallister in the leadoff spot and shane marshall hitting second and I don't know if that's going to stay like that or not, but at least they're trying to to do some things with this lineup because it's not going to be the most potent lineup in the conference. But they're still they've got to figure out a way to you know maximize the run potential.
1: You're exactly right. Kind of a good news, bad news. You don't you don't have that domination at the top, but at the same time, really the, the bottom third yeah. there's not a big difference there. But, right. but I do think, and with Parks Harbor hitting that home run. And what we've seen from Corey Collins, I mean, he's got that it factor. I mean, you're you're looking at for whenever Collins gets back. Uh, for the rest of this year, those guys are going to be in the middle lineup, and I would guess for 2022 and 2023, in whichever order, Collins and Harbor are going to be your three and four right. hole hitters. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it's kind that of sounds uh, exciting. And I'm not now; these guys were two of the best players in Georgia history, so I'm not you know throwing on, on there. But <laughs> it was kind of like when we had Josh Marsh and Joey Side come mm-hmm. in as freshmen in '04. Like, all right, those guys are going to be you know, hitting two and four, three and right. four, two and three, whatever. Those two guys are going to be at the top of our lineup for the next three years. Sure. And I think you could see that with Collins and Harbour. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: And Harbor's also solidified third base. He's played well yep. there. Yep. And what hurts, though,
0: is – well, not really hurt, but Harbor's missed games because of an injury. Now, we've, Collins fighting it here. So, really haven't had those guys in the lineup together hardly at all this year.
1: No, we haven't. And that's uh, – you know, just just part of dealing with the injuries, and you're dealing with youth. So many things have, have hit here. I mean, I, I kind of eyeballed it, and you and I talked about it when the season started. That with the strength of the league this year, I mean, again, the SECs ranked one, two, three, four, five. You got nine teams in the top twenty-five. If this team could make it to Birmingham and have a winning record, I, I think that's a heck of a season, because Georgia was hit harder, no doubt than any team was by the draft and by defections yeah. off of last year's team. I mean, to lose a Hancock, a Wilcox, a Shepherd, a Bradley, Patrick Sullivan, no team lost that well, amount to of see, firepower. Well, see, like this past
0: weekend, a Tennessee that had so many people come oh, back. Seniors, yes. Plus, they got some guys to come to Tennessee that may not have because of the draft. Yeah, including it was, the guy we saw guy Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Uh, who will I guess will be yeah, seen Tidwell. on Fridays in the future. <laughs> yeah. But Georgia was in the opposite of that, where you had two guys drafted, you also had just some mainstays in 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 Shepard and Sullivan, maybe the two best defensive players we've ever had at each position. Mm-hmm. And then a guy like a Tucker Bradley, who was know, having a Beckham Capers type year, year, yeah, having a great year. So that
1: hurts. It does. It Really does. It does, and it's just one of those things. You know, the the, the timing kind of hit us. But if this team can grind through, the other good part is, you know, looking ahead. And I think this team's got the capability to make postseason. A lot's got to go right. We've definitely got to play cleaner than we did last weekend. But next year, george has got a chance to be very good. Mm-hmm. And you would think in two years, when these freshmen are juniors, like that should be a great team. Absolutely.
0: The kind of team that you expect has a really good chance to win the conference. Yes, make a run. Make a run and see what can happen. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. If there are some growing pains this year, maybe it's – Getting ready for the future, no not doubt. to write
1: this year off. No, 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 by no means.
0: But you know, I'm sure you know Tennessee left here on Sunday thinking, "How do we not sweep this mm-hmm. weekend?"
1: Uh, this team's sh- shown a knack. I mean, it's kind of a, a good news, bad news. Say, like, what do we? Are we 15 and five? Is Fifteen that right? and five, and five of those 15 have been walk offs. Yeah, so you're saying well, it could be, <laughs> you know, 11 and nine. This, yeah. this team's. Uh, Shown that flair to win, but it's a different animal now. This is the the only time George has been on the road this year has been in state. One day trips to Kennesaw, to Georgia State, to Georgia Southern. So the dogs
0: are two and one on the road. Uh, now
1: you're talking about heading about to, Aggie Land. to play three of them
0: out in College Station this <laughs> yes. weekend, and they lost to Rice last night, two to one. Oh man! So they
1: and they got in. swept by
0: Florida this past weekend. So they're going to have the uh, the red butt. Yes,
1: they are. Yes, they are. But I'm looking forward to it. They have a beautiful ballpark there, and just be fun to get back. Maybe they'll out let on us in the, the press box. That'd be nice. We don't want to. <laughs> You know, get within fifteen feet of the real important people. Of course, <laughs> you scum. At least that's what we're being told. Stand over there. You, you cannot go within fifteen stuff to- feet of this person. Okay. I still don't understand what they're talking about. I don't either. They are just, um, uh, I guess, going above and beyond yeah. because they're more important. As the great Dan had said, he was talking about some of the uh, exclusive clubs uh, on tour. He said there should be a sky- sign up that says, you're scum, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Is your dad coming over? I don't I I don't I don't know what the ticket situation yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. I'm hoping that's he can a good pop point. Over. I tell people I've told I, I'm sure you're the same way. I've told tons of people it's like normally
0: I could get yeah, you on a pass list, but, but those don't exist or no, at least they not for us.
1: I know I've got a friend of mine who who played football at George who lives in Dallas. And he's got A M friends and mm-hmm. a couple of them came in for the football game. So they're taking him to baseball. So now he's got tickets through them and I told him I said I have no idea if we have a list. I know, and it's yeah. one of those, is it, can only parents get in? I go, I, yeah. don't, know. Don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I know my dad and, and Patty would love to to come over, but I just, you know, I don't know with with, with hotels yeah. and, and, and the stuff. How far so is it, the drive from Dallas about to College Station? It's not hours. too bad. Because as, as we well know, College <laughs> Station's, yeah. quote, unquote, Closer to Houston <laughs> unless you leave the Houston airport here in Russia. Yeah, then it's may as well be ten hours. <laughs> yeah, might as well have just driven from New Orleans Ooh. at that point. That was that was a rough trip. But uh yeah, yeah definitely. This will be-, be
0: a different one for us because I don't know if anyone listening even cares, but we're not, tra- we, we're not allowed to travel with the team right now because of the COVID regulations. Mm-hmm. So we're having to get out there on our own or get out there a different way. So it's just going to be a little bit different this time around. And, and I'm kind of curious because Texas is supposedly wide open and what's it going to look like with the fans and that kind of thing? Because we have really, we've only seen, like you said, we've only seen four parks, right? We've Correct. seen our place, Kennesaw, Georgia State georgia southern correct georgia state and kennesaw that was a joke because there was no one there right georgia southern did have fans there and they put all their students behind the dugout yeah they did and then uh then we had that guy yesterday
1: oh from... <laughs> there was a village idiot yesterday <laughs> and oh man he and was by the way, if you
0: don't believe in karma or any of that stuff that's fine but a walk-off homer to send that guy home was good. And
1: I'll tell you, a couple of good old dog fans, a couple <laughs> of these guys, I mean, they had some like foo-ban shoes and just <laughs> like you would not want to mess with those guys. And said, oh, just the guy who wants to be the heckler. Well, good for you. Good for you. Just stay away. When you're rolling in for Kennesaw State with an I hate UGA t-shirt, just screws have been loosened <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can say <laughs> that's all i can say like really kennesaw's like we love mike stansing it's the yeah. only sport we play in yeah. i mean it's no i, it's, I, know. Got, I, you know, I, I don't get us Kennesaw that. does well i got to. one of
0: our emailers this morning said because hey, we were talking about it on the morning show he's like well, that guy kind of won, didn't he? Because y'all are talking about him, and you talked about him on the broadcast. I, I guess. I, yeah, I go, yeah, I guess but he did. The thing is, though, since but it's his not his, a his trolling crowd is bad,
1: you have to mention it because yeah, you're hearing him. You're he- it's yeah. Blatant. Everyone in
0: the stadium's hearing. Right,
1: him. and that's another thing when you don't have the normal size crowd. One idiot to borrow from the late great <laughs> skits <laughs> Perry, right. his voice then can really be heard. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we just obviously felt like it's one of those things like, we've got to mention it. I mean, if it's bothering us, it's obviously bothering everybody yep. else. Where's The Sit down. You're disturbing everybody.
0: But it's funny, too, because we also you know, home plate umpire Rusty Griffin last night. You know, he had some words with Kennesaw, mm-hmm. and everyone in the stadium
1: could hear it. And I think what he was basically saying was like, I don't need the whole dugout <laughs> chirping in. <laughs> And he's an excellent umpire, and and I thought he was spot on last night. And, you know, the the thing is, I think with any official or umpire, a borderline play, one side's going to not
0: like it. One side's going to be mad. The other side's going to be happy and then 2 minutes later it could be the it opposite be,
1: and again that's where to to go into the inevitable. oh you're a hypocrite so 1818 well on 1818 those weren't even borderline right right and replay couldn't be used on those that that's the two things that grind my gears yes. right? so we're going to yeah, move away from that but if you've got a pitch boy was it on the black or not eh, you know a uh, 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 basketball the block charge well you're going to right you're going to hear it i mean at least pass in, interference. Pass interference. At yeah. least in basketball, though, under the goal, I do like the semicircle mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Although there was one two years ago, they called a they called a charge on us for the Lady Dogs, and I just <laughs> looked at Joni, and I just got made the circle sign, and she just goes, "I know." I know. At that point, what do, you, but, what do you do? But if yeah, the, the borderline play. You know, we brought this up too, and Dave. Good gosh, we could talk. I'm hoping we're going to get a podcast for our baseball road trips there. Just <laughs> we little, keep talking about a little that. plug-ola there. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, for the play that we have not seen overturned is the bang-bang call at first base. And you and I both think it's the umpires get that right a vast majority of the time. Pardon the Don Deckinger jokes. But they're going as much off the sound of that with the ball hitting the mitt and the foot hitting the bag. Which you brought up something that you said you've, you've looked up before,
0: which I guess I hadn't really given a ton of thought about over the years is, so if the umpire at first – maybe this is a question for an umpire. Mm-hmm. You're going by the sound, like you said. You're, you're listening for the foot <laughs> mm-hmm. and the ball hitting the glove. But in theory, when is a catch a catch? So if you're just – if he's going by just as soon as he hears the ball hit the glove, mm-hmm. does that mean that's when the first baseman has possession?
1: That that was something I thought of. And and actually, I was watching a big league game and saw bang-bang play, and one of the announcers said that when the ball, and I believe they got an umpire to verify this, is when it's in the circumference of the glove, when it's in the webbing, it's considered having – so it doesn't so necessarily have to – Hit the back of the glove.
0: Oh, oh! I see what you're saying.
1: So when it's so it could
0: even in theory you're not you're not holding the ball, but you have possession of it. In theory, for a millionth of a second. For a
1: millionth of a second, that when it's in when you're squeezing it and it it hadn't quite hit your palm yet or the webbing, I think that's so So basically basically that's why they go by sound. Correct, and I mean the, the now. It's a millionth of a second, and it's a bang bang game and a game of inches. And I'm sure that's happened before, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I guess if I, when the umpire can no longer see the ball when it's inside your glove, okay, it's Even considered being in theory, received <laughs> at that point.
0: Well, that's an elite that, explanation. That,
1: that is, I mean, because I'd always I'm like, well, when is it? You know, considered to be caught for a yeah. play at first base, and that was a play like that. Which good gosh, and I, I don't even want to get into football. It's like Dave, we grew up our whole lives loving football, and you know, I, you know, obviously George and watching college football and high school games, and watching the NFL on Sundays. I used to know what a catch was. I know, yeah, that's a good. Point. And then you look like, well, did he finish it, man? I'm like, no, that was a catch. Yeah.
0: I know, or just no, the that good old was not
1: Yeah, yeah, just I used to know what a catch was, and now you just. Kind of wait and see. Just like well, go hope, to replay, just get it over with. But they do re- replay, and we're seeing it in college baseball. They've they've got to find a way to speed it up. And what's happened in college baseball is that they do have the two challenges. But when the umpires can get together and say, "Well, it was close. We got to go look at it." Yeah, we want to get it right. But there are also times where the pace of play suffers. And we had a review over the weekend, DJ. I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. It was early in the game, and I get it. Every play can end up making the difference, right. but it was one that where we didn't need like a twelve minute delay. <laughs> and I don't want to see them because it's killing the pace with, of play. With
0: two outs and nobody on, going to check on a foul tip. No, uh, yeah. no. Now, th- I guess now if that if you want to use that for one of your challenges, have at it, Hoss. But. I I'm still kind of confused on Are you trying to talk the umpires into it or not? Because we saw last night with Kennesaw, the umpire came over. Who was it? Was it the crew ch- or was it the crew chief or was whoever? It David was, Savage was maybe it? David Savage or whoever night? said, no, we ain't, we ain't going. We're to not looking to that." Yeah, good. <laughs> Thank good. you.
1: Good Cause yeah. that's and and I think we can all agree too on replay that when you go look, if you can't tell within 30 seconds, you got to go with the original call. So I think challenge. Yeah. To any sport, two challenges. Now in football, I think if you get it right, you get to keep your challenge. Okay, yeah. two challenges, boom. That's that. That's it. And thirty seconds, because I mean replay was put in to prevent just egregious. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, he dropped the pass. Yeah it's yeah. not a touchdown right that's originally what it was put in for. it was not put in for God, yeah, should now that it's spot so specialized. be on the 35 or the 35 yeah. and a foot
0: yes it doesn't matter
1: no well, and i might... get it it's we all understand but we got by fine yeah. before and then the part that that still crushes me is that i feel like and I'm not saying they didn't play good but had those calls gone our way, we would have won that national championship game. So to me, I'm like, well, they they they've got the replay, but it's we've gotten too caught up as well as what's reviewable and what's not reviewable. So to me, it's like, well, what was the point for having it? There? Exactly, I agree. You, you got the biggest TV in the world. You can't tell me DeAndre Swift got yanked down by his face mask. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not reviewable. Well, why not?
0: Why not? Then you get in that dilemma too sometimes in replay where you're looking at one thing and you see another. That thing happened happen.
1: to us in that Georgia, Tennessee game. Yeah. Yeah. They were seeing to see if, if Dobbs what spiked it back or was like, well, no, Georgia had twelve on the field because we had a defensive lineman who's fifty yards away sprinting to get off the field. It's like, well, hang on now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now that maybe maybe that did happen, but you didn't they weren't checking that. A good attorney would call that fruit from a poisonous <laughs> tree right there. You know you can't use that. Come on, man. Oh, man. But they definitely – for and we're seeing it in college baseball, too. They have definitely got to get organized because what we dread now, the, the sign for going to replay, you put – we call it mouse ears. You, you kind of go the earmuffs thing yep. at old school there. The old Vince Vaughn. To go to, the, go to the headset, and you see that, and it's just, oh, gosh. Because, I mean, and basically – and I get it, any skipper – if it's a close play, they're immediately going to right. it. Right. So then you get to the point of like, well, why do we have the four umpires here? <laughs> at Least the guys last night. They were good. They were right to, to the to the to the booth. Because the beauty of well, it could have been. Well, I don't know. Well, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Should we go look at it? Well, let's see about. It. All right. Well, let's go look at it. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Which is where I'm confused
0: about when the umpires I huddle know. before the eighth inning. Because after the eighth inning, I think they can decide themselves.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's. It's confusing. So then, so then it's like, well, I guess you do use your challenges early. Cause you, can you not use a challenge in the 8th or ninth?
0: I don't know. I think you can just talk the ups and. it. I know. It's so ambiguous. I know. I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. We've had this discussion before, haven't we? We <laughs> yeah, We're going to have it again down the road, I'm sure. Yeah, it's – But uh, the road this weekend is College Station, Texas, which is interesting – for Georgia fans that are right. uh, football fans still have not seen this place.
1: Is it five. Or 2025 or twenty twenty five is yeah. when we're going out there? Or is it four? I think it's twenty four. Twenty four. But whatever. It's yeah. still
0: a ways. Still a couple of years or two or three years away. And I you know, you probably get the same thing. A lot of my friends are like, I can't wait till we finally True. go to A and M because that's the, the one the place. one we haven't been. Haven't been yeah. to. The outpost, the far outpost of the SEC.
1: Yeah, and there's, you know, even talking about the, the the only times we had played them, before we played them back in the 50s in a bowl, you know, we played them in 80 between the hedges. That was Herschel's first home game, but that was just a one-off. You know, back in those days, like we didn't go to College Station, and then we Did you get them UCLA or Texas A&M to come over
0: here for one game? Was <laughs> that a one-off? Cal,
1: yeah. BYU, <laughs> Yeah, I Didn't mean, who else, has come here,
0: who else has come here
1: that you couldn't do that anymore? Just Oregon, in that, Oregon State. Oregon for sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm just trying to think from the late – like we played Cal here twice, but from the late – we never went to Pitt, and we've never beaten Pitt either. But from the late 70s, I mean, some talking about regular season games, Cal, Cal, BYU, UCLA, Texas A&M, TCU. is it that crazy? UC? It's yeah. crazy. That, Baylor,
0: that just—that's how it was then. Yeah,
1: Baylor's been here four times. I think we've never gone there. No, and, and I mean, we can Oregon, have this discussion state. of yeah. like mm-hmm.
0: what what's the like what state like what team would you not go to for a home and home? You right. can Start whittling Where, down. Where's
1: the line? Where is the yes? Yeah. Where's the line? Where's the line? Like, no, we're not going. I remember in the eighties. Bama went to Lafayette, Louisiana. They played a four for one with the Raging Cages. I was like, oh my God. And you know, that wow. stadium, I think, held 30,000 people. And I was thinking, that had to be one of the toughest tickets wow. ever. Oh, that's incredible. Somebody, Can you imagine Georgia going there not like now? Well, or somebody asked me, they didn't realize how big Georgia is. So, well, what if we play, went down to say I'm like, no. no. And first of all, you, that would be the hardest ticket. That'd be harder than the Masters and Wimbledon put together times yeah. ten, in like a thirty thousand seat stadium, Georgia. Georgia, so it's like no, that will. I'm never sure our happen. man, Jared
0: Binko though, if he were able to pull Jared's that like, off, get, this you get a line. lot of money out of it. Got that. some
1: premium seating yes. going here, boys. Yes. The game against
0: Appalachian State tickets are going for thirty. The game against Georgia, the tickets are going for three hundred. So they got Boise coming down there this year, right? That's interesting. Yeah. 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 All right, before we go then, since we're on this topic, we've done this before. Should Georgia ever play at, I'm trying to find, not an obvious one, I'm trying to find one that would be kind of, all right, Kansas State. No. Kansas. No. Cal. Two for one. Let me think. Man, you were quick on the Kansas schools. I
1: <laughs> know who wants to go
0: to Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> One that uh, people that want to check a box,
1: I guess. Iowa State. No. Iowa. 2 for
0: 1. <laughs> Kinnick Stadium is nice. I'd like to go there too. Plus yeah. they have that great tradition now of uh oh with the kids. With the kids. It'd be I worth it love for that. that. Yeah, Good call. I love that. I think that's very cool.
1: All right, let me I'm I'm in. The, all right. Uh I mean some number I would like Michigan would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not trying to obvious Syracuse. Oh, no, that place is too dangerous. There have been some upsets up there through the yeah. year. I mean, Clemson. LSU went there. Yeah, um, and pulled it out. Florida, 91. That's that's a dangerous – just feels different. There. What, I'll, about, I'll pass a, on what about like Rutgers at Yankee Stadium? I would play at Yankee Stadium, yes. A fo-
0: so a football game at Yankee Stadium doesn't bother I'd you? I'd
1: sell my soul to that. Oh, to uh, really? Yankee, to play, yeah, although it's a new stadium, but – or Boston College at Fenway, at Fenway Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, BC. That's another place where, like, Clemson's lost up there. Yeah. Florida State, Tennessee yeah. lost up there back in the '80s. What about Maryland? A home and home of uh, Maryland? No, especially not now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would that would not be it. I'll tell you a place that I always thought would be cool. The problem would be finding the time because it's so far away. You'd almost have to play them in the opener, and then have an open date. But I, I would love to play the University of Washington. I would too. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. But you would you it's it's the trip and all that. You you would have to play that in the opener. Yeah, and then have I'd an open date that. after that. What about a home and home with Army or Navy? Not playing that option, man. <laughs> and what I'm if all, they didn't run that offense? No way. I, I I have a hard time cheering against the service academies yeah, too. I know. I know. I, and I know Kirby's not going to. And I I texted. It was. We had a n- late game against maybe Murray State, but it was when Army was beating Michigan and they yeah. really should have won. Yeah. They threw an ill-advised pass uh, down around the goal line. And I texted him I go, "By the way, it's the morning of the game." I go, "Army's beating Michigan 14-7." And he goes, "You play one of those schools," he goes, "that send your program into a two-year tailspin." But uh-huh. like, yeah, it's you brutal. just
0: It's brutal. And
1: Army was really good last year. And yes. Navy the year yeah, before no. that when they and that's the a thing. Even t- on
0: years when they're not good, uh, it's still tough. they still a tough. Because it's a the tough possessions game.
1: game, and the one thing that Navy did have, a dip they were great the year before. Then you get them a player like when Navy had Malcolm Perry, who was a mm-hmm. high. You get a special oh, player yeah. in that system. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, I agree. Look out. Agreed. Agreed, sir. Agreed. I would say DJ, that would be one. I think be fun for a bunch of us. I've always looked around. Although now, when George has an open date, I love just sitting around mm-hmm. watching games. But if we had a chance to go to, go to West Point, oh, absolutely, I would go in a heartbeat. Oh, no, no question. Or I know or Annapolis,
0: absolutely, yeah, either one.
1: And my dad went to Air Force, Colorado Springs. Yeah, loved to but go out seeing there. seeing a game on the river, and I've got friends from New York who've been. They have a water taxi that goes from the city over there. It takes about an hour. But th- I know cool. Mercer's played up there and I think Southern has or is going up there, but that would be one like if we had an end, like if the dogs if the dogs are defending national champions undefeated. <laughs> hey hey, you want to go up and watch, you know, uh Georgia Southern play Army? Absolutely. I'd love to go to a game on the banks of the Hudson. How about the Army Navy game? But only if the weather's good. I, no, I would go. That'd be that'd be a bucket <laughs> list for me. That'd be awesome. It's free. No, I've had friends that have gone, and they said, "Like you get there like two hours before because you want to see the whole procession." But if you're from totally down here, want to go you see that. layer layer up because it is layer up cold and Philly in December, cold, cold. All right, we, we have a hard time filling time. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, where did the time go? We didn't talk about the Lady Dogs
0: for obvious reasons. Yes. They're going to play this afternoon, so we didn't do a, a deep dive. But certainly, best of luck to them. And uh, they are the higher seed, but Ooh. things were a little uh, cattywampus to start out there against Drexel and and it. Uh, mixing. It. And it, it was lost on me that they had hit the, the Lady Dogs. Of course, you know this that they had used the same starting five the whole season. And didn't have that on Monday, and I don't know what it's going to be like this afternoon. But, um,
1: and then meanwhile, Oregon they've fought the same type thing all year, but now they've gotten most of their players back. So that's why they've lost eight games because I was going to say they're 14 and eight, but they've rarely been at full strength. Like yeah. Stanford only beat them by two. two. So that tells and you, by something the way, right the next there. time we do this, the season could be over, we could be in the elite eight because we're playing yeah. it. The winner of this will play either Saturday or Sunday, so. That's a good point. It's wow, it's been a crazy year. Crazy. All right, enjoyed it. Yes, Uh, sir.
0: Looking forward to the weekend with you. We will head on out deep in the heart of Texas. Can't wait. (laughs) And uh, we do thank you for joining us as well. Here, Uh, this is our uh, little fun treat we get to do every week the crossover podcast. Jeff and I, we I know we keep saying it, and maybe one day it'll happen where we will do one of those on a baseball trip Amen or in that. the car. Amen. Maybe it'll be our last days in radio. Get in too much trouble. But we will talk about that guy from last night at least once or twice. You, more. sir,
1: are an idiot. <laughs> Thinking about Skip Carey's the old calling show. Kerry. Yes.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Again, find us in the app store if you have an iPhone, Google Play for your Android. Uh we do appreciate it. We'll be back along with you again next week. This has been Episode number 180. He's Jeff Dantzler from the home team. I'm David Johnston from The Morning Show. Hence the name, The Crossover Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us here on 960 The Ref and the 960 The Ref app. You've been listening to The Crossover on 960theref.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles.